Hi, my name is Michael Lee, and I just want to warmly welcome you to Living Life. I pray that you will learn to trust God more than you did yesterday, and that His provisions will be enough for you. Uh, you know, recently I just came back from a mission trip, and you know, whenever I take a team uh, overseas or whenever I go to the airport, you know, one of the things that I really don't look forward to is going through the security, and so. Uh, usually when you have to go through the security, you have to take off your jacket. You have to take out all the things that are in your bag, your computer, your tablets, any electronics. You even have to take off your shoes and your belt. And it's a very tedious and long process. Uh, but one of the things that I realized is that uh, no matter how much you try to think or prepare or make sure that every, all the items are placed in that little tray, uh, usually when you go and walk through the, through the detector, something always usually flashes. And so uh, sometimes I forgot that there's change in my pocket, or maybe there's a piece of metal, or maybe there's a, a pocket knife or keys that I left uh, on my clothes. And so because of that, you all, I always have to go back and then redo the process. I think a lot of times when we come before God, there are sins that we may not remember or sins that we've forgotten. Uh, so these are things that are brought to the attention before God as we read and study through this passage. Leviticus chapter 5, verses 1 through 13. If anyone sins because they do not speak up when they hear a public charge to testify regarding something they have seen or learned about, they will be held responsible. If anyone becomes aware that they are guilty, if they unwittingly touch anything ceremonially unclean, whether the carcass of an unclean animal, wild or domestic, or of any unclean creature that moves along the ground, and they are unaware that they have become unclean, but then they come to realize their guilt. Or if they touch human uncleanness, anything that would make them unclean, even though they are unaware of it, but then they learn of it and realize their guilt. Or if anyone thoughtlessly takes an oath to do anything, whether good or evil, in any matter one might carelessly swear about, even though they are unaware of it, but then they learn of it and realize their guilt, when anyone becomes aware that they are guilty in any of these matters, they must confess in what way they have sinned. As a penalty for the sin they have committed, they must bring to the Lord a female lamb or goat from the flock as a sin offering, and the priest shall make atonement for them for their sin. Anyone who cannot afford a lamb is to bring two doves or two young pigeons to the Lord as a penalty for their sin 
one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. They are to bring them to the priest, who shall first offer the one for the sin offering. He is to wring its head from its neck, not dividing it completely, and is to splash some of the blood of the sin offering against the side of the altar. The rest of the blood must be drained out at the base of the altar. It is a sin offering. The priest shall then offer the other as a burnt offering in the prescribed way and make atonement for them for the sin they have committed, and they will be forgiven. If, however, they cannot afford two doves or two young pigeons, they are to bring as an offering for their sin a tenth of an ephah, of the finest flour for a sin offering. They must put olive oil or incense on it because it is a sin offering. They are to bring it to the priest, who shall take a handful of it as a memorial portion and burn it on the altar on top of the food offerings presented to the Lord. It is a sin offering. In this way, the priests will make atonement for them for any of these sins they have committed, and they will be forgiven. The rest of the offering will belong to the priests, as in the case of the grain offering. The book of Leviticus can be very interesting, and a lot of times we tend to skip over it because there are so many different laws that are being addressed. And some of us may think that it does not apply to us now because that was during the Old Testament times. But uh, we see that it also applies today, and this is why it's in the Word of God and that we need to study it um, as well. And so we see here that it talks about sin offering. And so the opening, opening verses of this chapter, uh, we are given examples of what makes a person a sinner. And we see here that for the Israelites, uh, it's very important that they are a truthful witness uh, in their day-to-day -day lives, that uh, they learn to be honest and forthcoming when they are talking or discussing certain issues. And so they're emphasizing here that they shouldn't tell lies. And so God requires that the truth be known um, at all times and at all costs. So this means that if they knew about a lie and they didn't um, bring it up, then that means that it's in the same camp as though as they are lying. And so he's always emphasizing that truth should always come forward. Uh, you know, the other day I was talking to a church member and he was telling me about um, his, his sibling. And so he was telling me that when his sibling was in high school, you know, he was preparing for an exam. And uh, when he was on the website looking for example tests, uh, he found one. And as he studied it, it just so happened that it was the same exact test that he took. And so uh, many other students in, the, in that class also found that website because he found out from others. Uh, and so later on, the teacher had found out that uh, what had happened. And so uh, that this test that they found online was the exact same one that they gave. And so they asked the students uh, individually if um, they looked at this website. And so uh, this student was honest and told them that, you know, they looked at this website, but they didn't think there was anything wrong because it was, you know, public knowledge. Um, but because he admitted this, 
uh, his grade was lowered, and so he had to suffer the consequence for telling the truth. And so this was very difficult for him, and he uh, was later, uh, he felt very angry, hurt, upset because what had happened. But he stuck by his conviction by telling the truth. Uh, and so we see here that for the Israelites as well, that they were to tell the truth at all costs. And so um, there are other occasions for sin offering that are described in this chapter. And so we read that if a person touches anything unclean, uh, and so the, uh, the Bible gives them uh, very sanitary measures, uh, making sure that they are cleansed uh, physically, outwardly, um, before they uh, approach God. And so um, that they will not be defiled physically. And so this was very important for them as they come and worship before God. Uh, so also it says here that swearing a false oath uh, was pointed out. And so that means that if a person makes a promise and they speak something thoughtlessly uh, from their lips, uh, this also is considered a sin. And so they had to give a sin offering. And so if we were to pause and think about this, you know, what are examples for us? Maybe things that we have given, uh, vows or promises that we made that we never fulfilled. Uh, maybe for some of you, you promised in your prayer life that you would spend more time in prayer. Or perhaps you promised that you would pray for someone. Or you had promised that you would you know, evangelize to other people. Or that you would spend more time in God's Word. But you did not keep uh, that promise. And so that also is considered a sin uh, before God. And so it's very important that we keep these things in mind. And why the Israelites had to give this sin offering, because it helped them to show uh, their need for God. And so uh, they were to make this sin offering. And so if you, when you realize that you are guilty, uh, they are told to confess it. Uh, and so this means that we agree with God that we committed a sin and this was against His will and this would displease God. And so confession of sin is a very important principle for clearing the way, clearing away that sin that hinders our relationship uh, with God. And so this is one thing that I've learned to grow to appreciate. And as I counsel you know, people in our church, one of the things I, I realize that helps them is that when they learn to um, talk about their sin, confessing their sin um, helps them to realize how guilty that they are. Because when we don't talk about it, when we don't confess it, uh, we just think that it's okay. We start to compromise in our thinking and in our approach. And so confession is very important in this um, area of repentance uh, because it helps us to go through the process and lay those things um, at the foot of the cross and it helps us to come before God with a clean slate. And so let's not neglect that or overlook that process in our repentance before God. And so thank God that we are now living in the New Testament times. And because of that, uh, we have uh, the Son, Jesus Christ, 
who is our sin offering, that we are no longer bound by the laws of the Old Testament, that we don't have to provide these sacrifices every time that we sin, but we have uh, the perfect sacrifice that was done once and for all. And so may that give us a sense of contentment and may that also teach us to appreciate what Jesus did for us um, on that cross. So can we pray and let's give God thanks and let's worship our Jesus, uh, who is our everything. Uh, let us pray. Uh, Father, we just thank you, Lord, that as we look at the different requirements for sin offerings, and we know, Lord, that we are all sinners. And I pray, God, that because we are imperfect, uh, because we fall short of, of the glory of God, we just really pray that, uh, Lord, that we would seek you, God, that we, as we look at the broken promises that we've made, as we realize, uh, God, the things that we've uh, done to hurt you, uh, I just really pray that uh, may we learn to repent, may we learn to ask God for forgiveness. And so by doing that, uh, we can be able to receive your goodness, your grace, and understand you a little bit more. And so we thank you, God, for the words that we studied, and we ask God that you will continually guide us and hold us by the hand uh, as we walk this journey with you. And pray, pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Sing your song, let your father and the pig in closer. See you.